so wait a second. You mean you, you mean to tell me it's 2018 and Bow Wow just announced a new album? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And it's it's suicide. I, I can believe it, it. Yes, I believe all of that. Fuck all that. <laughs> Fuck all that. <laughs> all right, it's CEO Hayes in the building. We got Johnny and Ralph oversaturated brothers and this is the breaks radio the breaks radio is back again fellas how you doing man doing good man it's cracking it's been a long day at work but i'm glad to be here baby <laughs> i feel you on that uh this is the breaks like i said powered by 247hiphop.com let's get right into it so fellas i was watching the last uh og last night i i, I purposely wanted to watch the show just because of to support black TV and yeah, fuck all that. Uh, I hated it. I didn't like <laughs> much of this show at all. Like Damn, the fact, son. the fact they got Tiffany Haddish in it, who's probably right now the hottest thing in comedy right now. I don't know how the fuck they can like. They must have one of her grandparents hostage or something to, to get her. Like we need to see what Tracy Morgan uh is hiding around because to get her to convince to convince her to do a show like this. I'm not happy with it all. Johnny, I'm going to come to you first on this one, only because I know you said you didn't mind it that much. But what did you think about the show? I didn't I didn't think the first episode was that bad. Like, <clears throat> there were a few corny jokes here and there. Um, I think Cedric, the entertainer's character, is supposed to be corny. So I get it. Um, when he caught, when uh, Tracy Morgan called him Al Roker, I died. Like, this shit was funny. That was funny as hell. Like... It's it's only episode one. We need at least three or four episodes before we hit its stride. So yeah. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a chance. I thought I thought the episode wasn't that bad. Like it's setting up it set up the the premise for season one. So I thought it was I thought it was cool. I mean the I dick it was kind of funny. The dick liquor line was definitely funny. Here and my my thing is it's not it's well below decent in my opinion, but it's not horrible. But uh, Ralph, what did you think about it? Um. Honestly, I probably won't watch it again. <laughs> I probably, I probably won't watch it again. It, it wasn't, an, it wasn't. An, I laughed maybe one time, like once, like, and I don't think it was a reach. Like I was watching it on like demand, so I rewinded. I was like, nah, that's, that's <laughs> funny. Like it wasn't, and I wanted to like the show, but I'll be completely honest. I've never really been the biggest Tracy Morgan fan. I think he's more of a complimentary piece. I don't think he's a star a starring role type of Thank guy, you. even in the comedy. So, like, when you go to, like, the buddy cop film that he did with Bruce Willis, that shit was trash. Like, like when he's the star, that movie, those movies aren't good. Like, but I, when he's, like, the, the comedic uh, relief, it works. Like, when he was in Head of State, that shit was hilarious. Like, like yeah, his thanks. role in Head of State was hilarious. Thanks. But when he's the star, I don't really, I can't really rock with Tracy Morgan. And, you know, to each his own. Like, you know, everybody, you know, doesn't make everybody laugh. But I'm not here to shit on Tracy Morgan. Like, get your check. Right. But the way, the people. way, the way you feel about Tracy Morgan, I kind of feel like, feel about Tiffany Haddish, actually. They're both that oh, way. It, They're both that way. You got two yeah. people who need to be the complimentary star in anything they're in as the two ma- the two heads. The show is destined to fail, man. And Tiffany Haddish, don't get me wrong. She's funny. I get it. Girl's Trip was basically her fucking movie. She made that movie she, funny. But she, she was a comedic relief in that. Exactly. Movie. She can she is not a she's a second. Like if you put her as number two in any like originally she was supposed to be uh they end up casting uh um Tessa Thompson, but she she was looked at as being in the new Men in Black movie the person with Chris Chris Hemsworth, his partner. I think she would have killed it in that role because she she was going to be secondary to Chris Hemsworth. 
But as the as a leading as the whole show being built around you, the whole movie being built built around you, Hollywood's gonna find out real soon that she's not that type of person. She doesn't have that type of skill. Man, listen, y'all gotta give it at least at least one more episode. I'm watching two more episodes for sure. I'm not I'm not at Ralph's level. I'm not completely giving up on it. I'm giving it two more episodes. But after that, it just because it wasn't I, that bad. It wasn't, it that, wasn't bad. that good. It, See, I, it, it, it wasn't like it really wasn't like it. It was just like I mean, I get like they're playing on like you know he was in jail for fifteen years and like the you know gentrification of Brooklyn. I like that type of stuff. Like you coming home like this. This is not the Brooklyn that I know. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, but like the you know maybe the only part that I laughed at was probably like when he was like you'll be a tenant jail. He was like word. Thank you. Like that's, <laughs> like, that's what I laughed at. I was like, now nah, that was funny. But he's <laughs> like, that's not good. Like <laughs> that's, that's I, hilarious. I mean, I, I'll probably catch it again, but I, I'm not excited. I'm not. That's that's crazy. <clears throat> it's gonna end up um CEO, you you seen Breaking Bad, right? Of course. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. Facts. Ralph has Ralph hasn't seen it. I think it's gonna be a breaking the bad whole, type situation. The whole I haven't seen the whole thing. <laughs> so but, like the first few episodes may be a little slow, but I think it's gonna like but, turn around and be like hilarious. But see the the, the first episode of Breaking Bad at least, at least left something. I man, I don't know. I like I said the, the pilot, the thing with, and people who don't know, like most pilots are filmed as, as more of a proof of concept than the final version of what the show is going to be. So there's a complete chance that by the third or fourth episode, it can, the whole dynamics can change. They can settle in into what they want the characters to do. But I'm looking at it as Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish as the leads. I just, I don't have faith in that combo right now. Just give it a chance, man. That's all I got to say. And I feel like I feel like Cedric Entertainer is the only person in this who realizes that oh, this is gonna be a short ride. I'm just here to get my check and get the fuck out. Well, well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, Cedric has been on like a few canceled shows, so like he he understands the game. Like you know, Steve Harvey show, Soul Man. Uh, what else? The, Cedric the Entertainer presents. Like he had a couple of runs on some shows that just went south. Didn't Cedric the Entertainer take over as like the host of like the Soul Train? At, at some point, I, I think he did, but but nobody cares. Let's move on. Let's let's move on into tea time with I'm just saying, and we'll catch you guys on the other side of that. Welcome to tea time with I'm just saying podcast. I'm Ayana. This is Jessica, and all aboard the Hot Mess Express. Let's get right to the news of the week. <laughs> So our first story of the day is Erica Mena of Love and Hip Hop. So Erica Mena is back. As you probably remember, she left Love and Hip Hop New York in 2015, citing that she was above the franchise because she found love in none other than Bow Wow. we see how that worked out but uh, nonetheless she's back on the franchise and in Atlanta if you recall her storyline in New York was that she was trying to make it in the music business but her so-called manager and creep squad member um, was busy dicking her down and giving her songs to more talented singers. So uh, this time around, she's teamed up with Jazzy Faye, but that doesn't change the fact that the girl cannot sing. So are you excited for Erica Mena's return to music? Can we talk about this real quick? Just like, you know, I know we got other topics to talk about, but 
what the fuck? Like, <laughs> how long, you know, we, we, we're we faithful loving hip-hop watchers. Uh, and yes, I'm guilty pleasure. Bruh, like, <laughs> Erica is beautiful. She's gorgeous, hands down, but... But I didn't, like, I always thought that was a joke. I always thought that her, as quote-unquote an artist, I've never took that shit serious. And, and then, then when I heard that record, um, what's the name of it? Where do, where I, do I go? I, well, I Basura. The fucking music video was fucking basura, and it, I thought it was even funny because remember when she when you know they announced the whole um, Atlanta gang, they started you know calling her out on Twitter because she had posted that, um, and I quote: "So many reasons why I would never go back to love and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Those who do go back clearly need the money. Remember, I tweeted this. Well, now we remember, bitch. Well, we, okay. <laughs> now she's trying to say that that was like Dika Photoshop. Nah, ma, like." Mm, I'm pretty still, sure she didn't even have to tweet that because her departure from Love and Hip Hop New York was this huge thing. She didn't even show up to the reunion. She had like her own separate thing. Like she was above everybody. She didn't want nothing to do with anyone. And she was out. She was, and she for sure said she was not coming back. So Bitch lied. Um, you lied. It looks and like you, you still need. can't sing. But no, you know what? You should promote bathing suits or I don't know, but. Let it go, sis, and because because you you really hurt in the Latina view, okay? <laughs> it's not a lot of good of us out there right now. You and Estelita need to shut the fuck up and go <laughs> model for Fashion Nova and call it a fucking day. You trying to get us some enemies? <laughs> <laughs> she got a nice body. Let me know who she your do. Surgeon. <laughs> who your surgeon, mom? Like, let us know. I love you though. I do. I really, really do love you, but. I, I gotta nobody else is being honest with you sis you can't sing let it go <laughs> all right well thank you for that jess <laughs> <laughs> on to our next story um last monday safari also of the love and hip-hop franchise but better known for being Nicki minaj's ex reports- and and, and, let's, and don't okay, don't sorry. run through that <laughs> And having that big old shalom, okay, okay. Right, so he reported that he was robbed at gunpoint just hours before appearing on Angie Martinez. So the schlong does not stop you from getting not robbed. a weapon, bro. It's not a weapon. It might be a weapon in the bedroom, but not, not a weapon the on the street. Not in Jersey. We don't play that shit in Jersey. <laughs> So, um, as the story developed over the week, two of the suspects have been captured, and it's been reported that one is allegedly an old friend of Safari. So, what do you think of this, Jess? Bullshit. Yo, niggas, and this is why we always say this, and we don't be lying, yo, niggas ain't shit, yo. The ones that you call your friends, the ones that you keep around, those be the ones fucking plotting on you. And, not for nothing, and I don't mean to start no shit, and I mean this just because I speak facts that's some because he supposedly what was it his the shit that was robbed from him is like 183,000 worth of shit yeah first of all yana i love you i feel crazy but that's some new york nigga shit like who the fuck walk around with that seriously and it wasn't just like you know like his coat or his shoes like nigga you had like cash cash that's some new york nigga shit like that's like, I feel like that's only New York walking around. Like, yo, Ma, you, want, you need your rent money right now? Hold on, let me pull out my wallet. 
of fucking twelve hundred dollars. I mean, where they at? Cause I, I've never. <laughs> I mean, they at Fort Lee, bitch. They not. They not in Elizabeth or Marlboro. <laughs> But that is unfortunate. Um, prayers out to Safari because he is a little bit shaken by this. Um, yes, he had a family member that this actually happened to and was killed. So I can imagine um, what he's going through reliving that. And you know what? Fuck everybody who's fucking bashing him for that. Fuck yeah. y'all. Yeah. Gotta- Real men cry. Okay? And we're pink. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So um, on Easter weekend, Black China was in Six Flags throwing hands and strollers at a complete stranger for touching her child. The incident, as reported by 18-year-old Alexis, occurred when she complimented Dream Kardashian to her nanny, then touched Dream on her hand. Black China then threatened the young lady, which ultimately escalated into a scuffle including Black China's 18-year-old boyfriend and a stroller. So, um, is this is okay? Are we supposed to be fighting in Six Flags? Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, it's not okay <laughs> at all. Did you see the interview with the girl, though? Like, did you physically, like, watch it? Yeah. First so- of all, like, there were so many things wrong with this fucking interview. Like, like if I know I'm about to be interviewed, and, and I, I would throw my good wig on. Like, she was just looking a fucking hot mess to begin with. <laughs> And like nah bro she was looking crazy but didn't you also say like she lost like she lost a sponsorship right yeah well black china did she lost an endorsement deal with mommy strollers it's like a stroller company and they basically said that it was because she shouldn't have conducted herself that way in a place where children are uh it's supposed to be a happy place and you can't be promoting baby strollers when you're using the strollers to as beat a weapon so you know it doesn't it doesn't make any sense but china <laughs> no you better cut that shit out bitch you know you're running thin on funds like Hell you yeah. better cut it the fuck out you know rob gonna catch up and she's too old for that what come on now six flags come on <laughs> got, let's move on this is stupid <laughs> So our last story, uh, unless you live under a rock, the big question over the last couple of weeks is who bit Beyonce? Well, it looks like we might know the answer. According to Page Six, actress Sanaa Lathan is the alleged mystery Hannibal Lecter, but she continues (laughs) to deny it. So she's basically saying, I ain't do that shit, but if I did it, it would have been a love bite. A love bite. You know what, though? But I think she's mad wrong for even, like, I would have I would have even, I would have ignored the fuck out of the beehive. Like, but, like, I would have just I fucking. Mean, they was all up in her they shit. Was, they <laughs> but I would have tweeted a picture of my kids, like, you know, soaking the sun. Or I don't know. She, she was dumb as hell for even addressing it. Hell yeah. But, um what's her name tiffany um was saying that if you hang out with beyonce you gotta sign like a nda yeah i mean well that's what beyonce says in her new song oh yeah so apparently you know nobody's saying anything nobody's really confirming it somebody might have snitched to page six and said it was her but um other than that there are there were apparently a lot of celebrities there and they are saying that it did happen beyonce did get bit but also uh beyonce's representatives are not speaking on it at all so uh, but you know she's a very private person she's never really spoke on anything or any rumors unless right. she wants you to know them so but I'm not gonna lie I feel like she did what 
most of us have only dreamed about doing. I, you know, I hope she opens up because I want what did it what did it taste like? Like I just I just want to know like what the, what was the texture like? What was the taste like? Like that was it a you know how many how many teeth did you use? Like you know like I just, was there a little tongue in the <laughs> What she yeah. smell like you get that close like you, you gotta smell right it. i wonder where like where did she bite you like what part of the face was it more to the cheekbones more <laughs> by the lips like i'm i'm curious did she like, nibble her nose was it like an eskimo <laughs> kiss like what's happening <laughs> yo motherfuckers is crazy out here you know <laughs> you gotta be careful but apparently she was she was on drugs they said that bitch is on drugs so who knows that that cocaina she, but she looks. She looks like a good time. Let's not front. She looks dates like, French Montana, and you know French is a good time. I know. You know, he, he, <laughs> he from the and, Bronx, right? <laughs> the Castle Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been, but I've heard great things. So. <laughs> About Castle Hill, what yeah. the fuck? I, I heard that you shouldn't wear like good sneakers there. You up? So you know. <laughs> I'm so tough with you. You're not gonna slander the Bronx. This is not what's gonna happen. So uh <laughs> that has been tea time with I'm just saying on the Breaks Radio. Be sure to check us out on I'm Just Saying Podcast, your bi-weekly podcast for all things real, raw, and in between. And in between. Hello. Available on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Let's move into the next topic. Um and I discussed this on the working soul a little bit, but Fabulous, man. Your boy tripping. I mean, your boy tripping all the way. I'm not going to go too much into it because I have I, my, my thoughts on it are out there. So I'm going to give you guys kind of the platform to talk about it. Ralph, come to you first, man. What do you what do you think about this whole Fabulous situation? Um, let me say this first. This is not a defense of Fabulous. I will repeat myself. This is not me defending. Oh, you're going to get somebody <laughs> saying you gaslighting on Twitter. You're going to get them gaslighting I'm tweets. <laughs> Keep it going, bro. Stop it, fam. But no, it's it's. I think the reason why the public outcry against Fabulous hasn't been so bad is because he's been he's been such a good person up until this point. So it's like kind of hard to believe that Fab did this. Now, it's a lot of stuff out here that's just you know incriminating, and then he turns himself in. If if I can't say if I'll just say well no I'll say this if Fab did it fuck him I don't I have nothing else but. He's on camera threatening, you know, the uh, Emily's dad. So it's like, you know, this is making it worse. But he did turn himself in. And if, you know, the, the charges are brought against him and he's found guilty, okay, let him, let the law deal with that. But I have nothing to do with it. But will I go and listen to There Is No Competition 2 or The Soul Tape? Probably so still. It's not going to affect me. I'm going to listen. I can feel that. I mean, you have to. It's, you do have to separate the artist from the art at some point. But go ahead, Johnny. I have a. I have an issue with people on social media, like I guess trying to defend Fabulous. Like, yeah, Fabulous has been this guy, you know, for how you know, for however long he's been alive. Like, we don't know Fabulous. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Exactly. The only thing we know of Fabulous is that he can rap and that he dresses nice sometimes. Can like, he? That's the only can thing he? we really know. I say it sometimes. I say oh, it sometimes. Okay. And, and, the fact, and the fact that we're calling him Fabulous, that, that shows that we don't know him. Exactly. Listen, would you call it? Would you ever call another man Fabulous? I mean, y'all do call no. me Hayes, though. But we know your real name, but it's still just a point. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's just a point, though. It's like, we, we, we can do that, Like, but it's just like the fact that we don't call him by his name, which is John, 
Because that's his name. You said John? I didn't even know that. That's his mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. I don't know like, why I thought his name was Curtis something. I don't know where I got that from. Oh, it's John. John. But anyway, I yeah, so I have a I have a I have a issue with people trying to defend that because we don't we don't know Fabulous. Like it was definitely wild of him to tell Emily's dad that he has a bullet with his name on it. Like that was freaking wild. And if he really did hit Emily and knock her teeth out, like he gonna have to he gonna have to go away. Like that's like that's not okay. It's only two people I feel bad for in this whole situation. Emily and their and their child. Right. Anybody else, like, you know, if Fab and the dad have their, you know, their outing, I mean their their situation because of Emily and whatever he did, yeah. But like the 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 woman and the child are affected the most out of this. Right. Right. And I understand, you know, things may happen where you get upset. It's okay to be upset. Like people get upset at things, but it should never get to the point where you threaten to like kill somebody or you actually hit a woman, let alone the the mother of your child. Like that's it, it should never get to that point. And never. just looking with the New York media, like you never seen like anybody like really drag him that they would have dragged anybody else because right. Fab has such a good relationship with everybody. Like since you know he's been out with since two thousand one. Fab hasn't had a beef. He never been arrested. Never like nothing. Like Fab just comes to rap. And he raps really well, and then sometimes you might see him in a in a fashion circle here or there because he brings he wears a lot of throwback jerseys. But you know, other than that, yeah. And the right. thing the thing when I, that I want to point out to is well, you know, uh, Johnny, you already spoke on the the fact that there's not public outcry. I want to speak on the opposite end of that. People who are now saying, "Oh well, we should have known this because he there's a reason why he never appeared on Love." Look, Fabulous is is never. Like, not appearing on Love and Hip Hop, he's never done anything that would make anyone think that this was possible. That doesn't mean it's not. As we said, we don't know what the fuck goes on behind closed doors in anybody's life. I actually know Johnny and Ralph, and for all I know, Ralph can have white bitches locked in his basement. I would not know. That's a, that's a wild analogy, man. I'm just saying. There's only so much you know a person, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You never know what... what Demon somebody somebody's hiding behind behind their closed door. So I mean, let's just Johnny. I mean, you said it. If he did it, I mean, if it, it it's gonna come out at some point, he's gonna probably go on trial. Something's gonna happen in the investigation. He needs to go away. Period. Yeah. Point blank. That's it. I have yeah. nothing left to say on. Yeah, that whole situation is just crazy. Let's move on from one crazy situation to not really a crazy situation, but to think about this person's just rise. And their album's about to drop. Cardi B, like, let's, she went from being on Love and Hip Hop. What was it? Was it New York or Atlanta? I don't remember which one it is. I barely watched it. New York. I would say New York because she's New from York. the Bronx. So I would, okay. I would associate that. She went from being on that show to kind of just being comic relief, a joke. The girl with the jacked up teeth who uh, said forever and turned into the meme and that was it. She's developing into, into quite... A, a rap career so far and we'll see how long this the star shines and how bright it shines for how long but as it stands right now is this the most anticipated album in hip-hop right now yes it is there's nobody else you can probably name like we're not really anticipating a new drake record any name any a-lister we're not really you know anticipating them like we're anticipating cardi's project i'm really anxious i mean well who are you are you are you yeah. anxious I'm not. Yeah. Like, I, I'll, no, I'm definitely going to check no, it out, but no, I'm not we like. Said, we said the most anticipated project in hip hop. That's just your opinion. 
But if everybody's checking for it, yes. That is it's everybody fact. checking for it, though. Y'all yes. feel like it's like yes. kind of late? <laughs> yes, I Johnny. Johnny. I don't know, man. That's just you. We, we, need, to take about a, we so- need to take a poll. We need to take a poll because I haven't right. seen anybody really. Right, we'll, like, put a poll. we'll put a poll up. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll put a poll up. Um, are you anticipating <laughs> I mean, Cardi hey, B's album? Yes or no? I, if I'm wrong, I'll come back next week and say I was wrong. It's just cool. <laughs> but I don't really think people... I don't know. I guess... I don't know my timeline chart, so whatever. I was about to say, what 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 uh posts do you follow? Because what accounts do you follow? Because I've been seeing Cardi's uh album cover like from the Undefeated on ESPN, Revolt, All Death. Like those are like huge platforms. I haven't seen it on All Death. The only person I saw tweeted out or yeah tweeted out was Charlemagne. Nah, I don't see I don't see that damn album cover. First of all, I like the album cover. That's just it's me. pretty cool. Yeah. I like I like that for her, but I I've been seeing it like you know what I'm saying, and I keep seeing it, and that's not I would have checked for it anyway, but that's just me. One thing I am impressed by about this album, and it's not even out yet, is that it only has two features on it, and we heard one of them, right? Well, wait, we heard both, right? Well, uh, I can't remember the the joint with Twenty One Savage, and then it's another one with Migos, right? No, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but no, we haven't heard the Migos song. I'm looking oh. at it. The song uh-huh. is called Drip. I don't you think, think, you think about the song she was featured on the Migos song, so that's different. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm very impressed by that because I didn't, I figured she would have taken the route of having a bunch of features on her album because well, she, she could have went straight DJ Khaled with this, right? Oh, yeah. facts. That's that's kind of what I expected, but I read the tracklist. I was like, wait, only two features. All right. That's what's up. See, and the I thing, mean, she she better be rapping on this mug too. Well, the thing is, is okay. Are we? Because I in our group chat, I said that I was I was anticipating this album. I'm eager to hear this album. And Johnny, you kind of you kind of called me out a little bit on it. And the thing is, is that I'm not expecting bar. Like when I when I think of Cardi B, her flow is dope. That's a fact. Listen, that is a fact. So you, go ahead. Go no, ahead. and I'm not expecting. Rhapsody level wordplay or, or lyrics on this at all. I'm 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 coming in to hear dope beats. I'm here to her, hear her dope flow to see what she what she has. I'm I'm expecting this to be basically a uh, most of the songs on here that I like to be part of my workout routine. Like th- that's it. My something my daughters may, may like, but like that's all I'm expecting from him because I have those expectations for it. I think she's gonna deliver because her like I said, her delivery is you can't deny the delivery. She has a she has a better flow than Nicki Minaj on on most mainstream Nicki songs. Listen, that's real. And the reason I'm so impressed with her flow, have y'all ever heard her talk like just in regular conversation? Yeah, she sounds like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. It's like, how can a person and I don't want I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing Cardi B, but just the way, you know, just listening to her in regular conversation, how can a person that talks this way rap the way she does? Like it's a like it's great. It's a it's a great thing. Do y'all think she has a ghostwriter? Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I hate to be I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> there's something to be said. Like I mean, I mean, at this point in this part part of the game, man, who cares about ghostwriter? Like, if it was a lyricist, of course I care about a ghostwriter. Like if it came out today that Kendrick Lamar had a ghostwriter, I'd be fucking devastated. But if I find out Cardi B has a ghostwriter, I don't give a fuck. I really don't care. Because because Cardi, we're not expecting her to have like this this rap, like this rap, great, great, great rap five mic rap album. No, we're not expecting that from Cardi. But like Cardi has ascended to this level of stardom. 
that. You know, okay, if somebody might slide a verse or a hook or something like that, you know, go on, take it. Like, we kind of expect that. Right. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm watch. Still, I'm still Johnny's going to come on this podcast next week and be like, I was feeling that Cardi B album. I've been playing it all <laughs> I, week long. I, listen, I'm not... I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm I'm definitely not like highly anticipating it, but I'm going to listen and I expect to like a few songs. Like I'll Bodak Yellow grew on me, like even though it came out a year ago. But it's a fact. <laughs> like it grew on like it really grew on me. Once I actually listened to what the hell she was saying, she was talking she was talking her shit. Like I could get with that. Before we get away from the Cardi conversation, what do we think about the single? Let's talk about that. Oh, the the joint that just came out like yeah. a week or so ago. What what's the name of it again? Uh, be careful. Well, when I first heard it, I liked it. Like, mm-hmm. like I again, her her flow is like her flow captivates you. It makes you want to listen to what she's saying. And it's like, what do y'all think she was talking to Offset in that song? Well, that that's the point. Like, I don't think I I don't really care if she's talking to Offset. Like me personally, mm-hmm. I just it. I will say this: this song, and not not lyrically, don't kill me. It just puts me in the mindset of Eve, Love Is Blind. I can see that. Like that 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 type of flow, like it's kind of like storytelling, but it ain't storytelling. Like you know, Eve is different. Like you know, you know how I feel about Eve, Johnny. So, yeah. Yeah. but I don't <laughs> know if you know. I don't know if you know CEO, but like I'm not. I'm not comparing the two, but I am. Like if that makes sense. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> this single reminds me of Love Is Blind. So that's why I can rock with it so much. And then, you know, Cardi got a... Now, one thing I could probably say about this, maybe it could have been a feature on here, but not I enjoy her by herself, though. Don't get me wrong, but maybe, you know, you could have got a, you know, I don't know who to sing it, but... Yeah. Did y'all hear that this song is like word for word, like another song that they came out like years ago? No. Like some guy. I I forgot the guy's name. Pauls. Yeah, I read it. hey. Pause. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I ain't write it. I'm just saying. I'm just telling y'all what I read. But <laughs> does that does that change your perception on the song at all? I like the song. <laughs> I don't mind the song at all. I I mean, like I said, I'd come to, Cardi B, like her music is more about her energy to me. Like she say whatever you say about Cardi B. She is an energetic person. Like it's hard not to see Cardi B when she's and not smile like when she's just being her. So like I, I dig the music. I dig, I dig the song. Yeah, yeah. She's supposed to be like the co-host on Jimmy Fallon soon. I don't know if that's tonight or like within the next couple of days or what. But and I guarantee I might try to check that out. And that's the thing that's gonna bring that make this album sell because she's gonna go on. I don't know if she has been or not, but you can't tell me if Cardi B goes on Saturday Night Live, the white I people gonna eat her up. I, I think it's this week. Ain't she on the It will make sense because that's that's when yeah. her uh, album drops. So she's gonna oh, yeah, they're gonna load. Yeah, yeah, they like, gonna load. She's on there with Ch- she on there with Chadwick. Chadwick she's gonna. Ki- be on I'm telling you, she's gonna kill every skit she's in. I guarantee it. I mean, they only probably gonna have her in like three, two or three. But yeah, she's still gonna kill it. Wait, Chadwick Bozeman is hosting. Yeah, yeah. How come I didn't know this? I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. <laughs> you been, you work too yeah. much, man. You you out here. Yeah, mon- Laundering that money, oh. man. You uh, oh, hey, don't don't do that. Don't say that while I'm sitting here recording in my time. Shit. Like, don't do that. <laughs> but, but no, I think uh, no, I think that is this weekend because I've been seeing like the advertisement for us. I don't watch SNL, but you know they managed to find its way onto your social media that certain people are going to be on certain days. Yeah. So so I'm checking for it. Well, I'm I'll check for the skits after the fact. I got Hulu. There you go. <laughs> This is completely random, but did y'all watch it when Chappelle was on it last year? Yeah. 
I watched the, the episode was trash. The that episode? Was, yeah, that like the whole like all the skits and shit, except for the one where he mimicked um uh not Breaking Bad, Walking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was hilarious. That all was hilarious. Like, oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> other skits were horrible. That that was the only thing I was on the fan. And I was like, bro, how you gonna sit here and trash the niggas skit? Like that was genius. <laughs> like, that was genius. And I don't even watch. I don't even watch Walking Dead, but that was hard. Like that was funny. So wait a second, Ralph. You ain't finished Breaking Bad, Johnny. You don't watch Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we gotta, get y'all, we gotta get y'all together, man. But um. <laughs> So, I mean, anything left on Cardi B before we get ready to close? Uh, I guess we're going to talk about it next week. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited, man. Like, I, I mean, you know, to listen to what she, you know, compiled as an album. We're going to see. No, two features? Okay. Right. The this, this spotlight's on her? Yes. Yeah, come hella hard water. It's all about what she got. ladies and gentlemen we got a special guest for this segment um i would run down his list of accomplishments but i i'd be running it down for a minute we got dj scream in the building what's going on what up what up what up what's popping man happy <laughs> happy uh happy am to, happy am to you my brother uh you too man we want to welcome you on your first time on the breaks radio man uh we, like i said before we definitely appreciate you taking time out to do this um, so before we before we get because I, I want to do some some talk about the Cardi B album with you, but before we get into that, man, we we be remiss if we didn't talk about you, man. And and for anyone in our audience who doesn't know you, which I would hope that they do, but let's start from the beginning, man. Tuskegee University, HBU, what was that like, man? Yeah, I uh, I I, I, I would want to say I wish that was the beginning. I say even before Tuskegee, you know, um, about my first pair of turns, I was at twelve years old. So. Damn. I kind of nice. I kind of submerged in the culture of just DJing and been through the battle DJing thing and just different aspects of it. So I kind of found my niche at Tuskegee University with mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? And that just came from people wanting to, you know, my, basically my party sets. Like, I want to play a party. I want to hear your party sets like all week long. I don't just want to hear them on Saturday or Sunday or on Friday or Saturday when you're DJing. So I was like, all right, well, as the hustler that I am, and you know, as a college student at the time, you know, needed some bread then. I would just go in my dorm room and just rock it, you know what I'm saying? Go sell mixtapes and that kind of built from there. But Tuskegee was dope, man. I think that uh, HBCU experience, you know, I, I finished, I got a degree. I always tell people, like, I use the experience from Tuskegee. I'm not going to lie, like I say, I use the degree every day. But I definitely use the experience from Tuskegee in my day-to-day just as an entrepreneur and a hustler, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a super dope experience, Tuskegee, and I think any HBCU for that matter. Or just going to college is a super dope experience. Even if you don't finish, I just think it's cool to, you know, just go see what the whole lifestyle is. I feel you on Word. that. So, let, so go ahead, John. Let me, let me ask. Uh, as a fellow HBCU graduate, uh, DJ Scream, I wanted to ask you, what were some of your favorite songs to play while at Tuskegee? Well, I think uh, it just never dies. So it's like you wait for that moment to play down for my niggas. You wait for that moment to play back that ass up. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like those are just the HBCU. It just shows how how powerful those records are. Because what are, where are we now? Was, was that 20 years ago those records came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About 20 years ago these records came out, and it, it is still like when you play them, it's like they just came out. So, oh. Yeah, anybody who's been to an HBCU or HBCU party knows the power of 
those two records. Big shouts out to Louisiana too for for being a part of making a lot of those timeless records. You know what I'm saying? Cash money and no limit. Word, word up, man. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So we uh, talking about you know make uh, the classic records and and using those in what you do. Let's talk about one of the the all times one of the all time greatest groups ever that you got to work with, and that's Outkast. What was that experience mm-hmm. like? I gotta know what that's like. So I gotta be clear on it. And I think that the uh, the media and uh, and certain people kind of twisted it up. I've, I work with a lot of people. I didn't work with Outkast hands on with that project. It was a tribute. So there was a tribute I did. I did three different tributes at the time. I did an Outkast tribute, which was just like a best of all of their songs. I did a Project Pat tribute when he was incarcerated at the time, and I did a Pimp C tribute. Now, out of those three tributes, uh, when Pat came home, he heard it. We actually linked up with dear friends in his day. Obviously, we've done a lot of other mixtapes, and he loved the way that I did the tribute to him. Um, um, Pimp C, obviously, rest his soul, he passed, so that wasn't a situation where I actually worked with him. But, but um, a lot of people from Texas that knew him were close to him saluted me on that tribute and say, hey, that was one of the best mixtape tributes we heard, if not the best. And then Outkast, I still to this day haven't been Andre 3000, but I, I ran into Big Boy a couple of times and he's aware of it. So they've all kind of like, you know, co-signed the mixtape as, as some dope shit. Um, but yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to front and be, be like, yo, I work with Outkast on a mixtape. Like that just kind of came out in the media somehow. They just assumed. Because I was working with a lot of other big names at the time, but those mm-hmm. were just tributes. But yeah, the, all the tributes were just like really to be completely as much, much as everybody kind of raved about them. Like they were easy because they were my favorite groups. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like plugging up the turntables and just go. You know what I'm saying? Play all my favorite Outkast records. And next thing you know, oh shit, I'm done. Like it wasn't months and years and years of planning. It was just paying tribute to my favorite artists. That's so that's definitely dope. That's what's up. So out of the mixtapes you've done, um, which one, which one, and I, I know each each record, every everything, every project has its own probably unique area of fun. But which which one did you kind of walk away from, and you were just like, yeah, yeah, this 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 one's gonna be this one's gonna be lit. This is the one right here. Which one was your favorite one to work on? Man, you know the clock, the clock, the cycle always changed. I think that the first time. Um, when I was doing like Trillville and Crime Mob mixtapes, I knew that there was something special about them because they weren't able to put out music as frequently as they wanted to with the label. So um, a lot of those records became street classics. But fast forward, a lot of people, and I think the thing that kind of birthed DJ Scream on a national level was definitely the Charlie Lowe, I'm the man, I'm the man part two, you know, that mixtape series. Like I knew that, I, I knew that something was going to happen. I didn't know what, I didn't know that this was going to lead uh, Buster Rhymes and Kid. All these people that I grew up idolizing, calling my phone like, "Yo, aren't you the plug for Shawty Lowe? We trying to get on the remix. We trying to work with him." Like that definitely changed my life, and I feel like that kind of put me in the culture. Like I was no longer just a spectator. Like now I'm in the culture. You know what I'm saying? And obviously the Shawty Lowe mixtape, he introduced me to Rocco. You know what I'm saying? We did some amazing things. Uh, he kind of strengthened my relationship with Gucci. We did some amazing prior. All of that led up to eventually the. Uh, uh, Jeezy calling me, Gotti calling me, like all of these projects had their own place, you know what I'm saying? And then there's many projects in between. It's impossible to name them all. Like I've done literally thousands of mixtapes. But, uh, you know, past that, uh, the Rick Ross Rich Forever was, I feel like, uh, when I got to spread my wings internationally, you know what I'm saying? Like that was the biggest mixtape damn near to drop that year. 
And then um, more recently, man, like uh, when you say about having that feeling about hearing the tape and just kind of knowing something, I, I knew when the, you know, when I knew when I hit finish on the Migos tape, oh, these motherfuckers are going to be stars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was looking at them and they, I don't know if they saw it, but I was looking at them. I was like, yo, they're going to be stars. Like, these motherfuckers have it. Like, even before hearing a record or hearing them talk, just seeing a rap group, you had to think, like, in the South, we ain't had no rap group for real since Outcast. You know, D4L shouts at it. We ain't had that many rap. We ain't had that many rap groups in hip hop. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody kind of went and did their solo thing. So the Migos being able to coexist damn near as one, and the fact that they're still together, and I think they always will be together because they're actually all. It's amazing. It's amazing what they've done for the culture. So that, I'm definitely happy, elated. I was part of the happy to be a part of their first mixtape. That's what's up. Yeah, Migos is definitely. It's it's it's. <laughs> they 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 have their following their movement really so to say it's it's just crazy um how'd you how'd you get linked up with Rick Rick, Rick Ross you know the crazy thing is the same thing when I um when I woke up when I woke up one day literally uh, it was just another day and um I got a call from a three hundred five number and. And at the time, I knew a few people in Miami, but not, not a lot. So I pick up the phone, and then literally, he was like, Yo, What's up, nigga? This the boss. I'm like, What boss, nigga? Like, it's Ricky Rose. And I'm like, Oh, shit. What's up, bro? I'm like, nah, I just, I, I, ain't, I ain't like everybody else. I ain't calling because I want nothing. I'm just calling to tell you I fuck with you and I see you. And I'm like, Oh, appreciate it. So you're going to hear from me real soon. So from there, we would, we would talk every now and then, you know, just here and there. Um, I think a few weeks later, I heard one of my name and one of his records, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. from there, he called literally at a, he, he called, he called at an interesting time. I just remember it was, a, it's always days when I'm kind of like coming off my grind. Like, I think I had just done like 12 mixtapes for like everybody in the city like it was summertime and i was just kind of little and then he was like yo what's up everything ain't good i'm like yeah man, i'm just working you know what i'm saying and he was like nah it's time to take it to the next level like i think it's time to really you know let the world know who you are and what you do so uh, if you're down i want to fly you down tomorrow and i'm like sure i'll drop everything i'm doing and fly to rick ross <laughs> just to see what he's talking about like <laughs> You know, these literally. I'm on the plane the next morning. He was like, "You see how I'm putting this together? I'm putting together real hustlers like Meek and Wale and all. I want you to be a part of it." And we just kind of chopped it up and built a situation from there. You know what I'm saying? So um, definitely salute to the homie. So you were with Maybag Music like from the beginning when he was like putting the whole squad together? Absolutely. So there was Meek and there was Wale already there, and then me and Stally kind of signed on at the same time. Um, you know, the clarity in the situation, I let people know, like, I was signed to MMG by, by way of, uh, like, I guess, Atlantic Records or Warner Records at first, actually. So the whole plan was to put out an album. Um, a DJ album is very, it's a, it's a complicated thing, because if it was left up to me and I'm an artist, then I just go in the studio, I record my album on one day. But it's a consistent waiting game. Like, I have to wait on this rapper to send me this verse, or if he doesn't do it right, I have to wait for him to read do it i have to wait for this producer to do like i don't have the power to get it done as expeditiously so if it's kind of saying like when i had an album done and i was ready to go then there might have been a bigger priority at the label like miko wale and when they were ready to go i'm like well i had to leak all my music because i didn't want it to get old you know what i'm saying like, right right so right. it was kind of it was kind of a weird pocket and then um i'll say maybe two three years ago um i i, I split ways with Atlanta records on good terms no bad blood or anything but 
and just and just kind of put myself in a position of uh, rocking with Gazi over at Empire and being the independent because now I can put out records when I feel like it. I put out the record with 21 Savage Lit because I felt like I wanted to put it out. I'm working on an EP, but I'll put out the EP when the time is right and when I feel like it. So it allows me to find a, a, a good pocket, you know what I'm saying, and just kind of just move independently. But uh, yes, I was with MMG. We did, we did the MMG tour. Uh, did Rich Forever, did some other mixtapes, some other people in the squad. And I mean, still to this day, last, I saw Ross, that's the homie, like, I support them 110%. Free Big Mill, of course, Wale a couple weeks ago. He's now, so, um, yeah, I think everybody's just kind of keeping them moving, and it was a great, it's a great, great brand to be under, and I learned a lot. That's what's up, man. I think we just got an exclusive. You're working on the EP. I don't know if anybody else did that. Nobody really knows that. <laughs> always working on something. Uh, Word up. We've had a lot of cool things happening in the circle, like big shouts out to DJ Spins and what he's done from a for a, uh, from a production standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Is amazing. Uh, big shouts out, um, and then big shouts out to Hillary's Pablo. He's really kind of waving the flag for the movement too, and doing 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 some amazing things. So I kind of that's how we always kind of worked in our circle. Like there was a long time where Screen was at the forefront per se, and it's like now that we have some some of the younger kids, like younger people in our brand, doing some great things. It's like I, I'm in no rush, but when I do come with an EP or a record or whatever it is, I have to make sure that it's something that, that uh, I know is groundbreaking. Like say for instance, when I did Hillary Rich which if you trace the history, is Future, Two Chains, Gotti, Gucci, never been done before never will be done again right like regardless of if it had commercial success or not in the hoods and traps in the streets people love that record it's really the hood rich anthem you know? and even fast forward into lit with 21 savage that's when everybody wasn't on the 21 savage bandwagon per se like i was a fan i was like this nigga hard you know what i'm saying yeah and i was just Thinking of it when I heard the beat, I was like, man, I hear 21 on that, throw Dolph on that, Juicy, whatever that's going to be. That's going to be a little something smash. So when I do records, it's not necessary. You know, we love the accolades and the commercial success, but it's to let people know when they trace the history, whenever they decide to, I take risk on my records. I don't go the biggest rapper, per se, or the biggest singer, per se, and put them all together. Like, actually kind of talent if you if it's crazy if you ever heard the hunger pains album that was supposed to come out on atlantic i had whoever's Paolo on there i had young Dolph on there right before he blew i had everybody right before they blew and then they kind of didn't you know what i'm saying yeah so it's like that's 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 what i'm in the game for like coming from mixtapes and everything like i'm in the game to try to expose people to new styles and new rappers and new artists that's what i'm here for it's kind of like fashion like some fashion people ride the wave and jump on the wave and wear what everybody else wear and some people set the trends like so i gotta make sure and i want to make sure that anytime i drop some music it sets a trend and doesn't follow you dude that's what's up man so what before we because we next we're going to talk about cardi b's album but before we get into that who Right now, that not many people know that he they don't have the kind of the mainstream notice right now. What artist right now is someone that everybody should should go try to to seek out and take a look at? I think in Atlanta, man, you definitely got to give it up, and not just because it's in in, in our own uh, brand, the Hillary's Pablo. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got some real dope shit. Uh, Gunna, big shouts out to him. YSL Gunna, Gunna, he got some real dope shit, and he's buzzing in Atlanta. Um, and I'm just speaking from the. From I'm just speaking from locally of Atlanta. I think everybody's kind of like familiar with Derez now. Um, he's definitely buzzing in this. Uh, he had the streets are showing a little baby. Could be a lot of um, 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's probably it right now. Like it, it, we have our seasons in Atlanta and the South where it'll be so many new artists popping that it's just hard to keep up. Yeah, I really feel like right now, like Memphis has that wave. Like Glock, Glock Boy. Um, I can't even. I don't want to leave nobody out, but Key Glock, 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 Glock Boy, Money Bag, Youngster. Um, I feel like there's more people like Memphis really got a lot of street hits right now. Like they really representing and doing their thing. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, so moving into to radio, what's that? What's that transition been like to you, for you? I should say, it's good. You know, um, I feel like I'm still doing the same thing I was doing. People don't. When I decided to be an entrepreneur and not, not working nine to five, all I, I worked on mixtapes every day. And people were trying to figure out, like, yo, how does he put out so many mixtapes? Like, it was really my job to get up. And if I wasn't in the studio trying to get exclusives or whatever the case may be, I was working on the mixtape every day literally like every day i have i have mixtapes on my hard drive like more tribute mixtapes with artists haven't came out might not ever come out like i have people's music like i have so much music but i was working on it every day so now as opposed to using you know the mixtapes as the outlet to get the music out you know i've kind of transitioned into media still playing records and exclusives and premiering records and so forth but it's really more about media like what we're doing right now like having conversations with these um and letting people kind of know you know on the behind the scenes of certain things for, for instance i do real atlanta when i've done rollo i've done schoolie i've done um you know the legend play a poncho from atlanta um maceo like just some different people young ralph and real atlanta wednesdays is when we kind of get deep in some stuff people might not know like me and ralph would be talking about i won't want to delete this record he was like nah i don't leak it bro don't do it you know what i'm saying <laughs> like we really get behind the scenes of, of a lot of the history of of, of what, what's going on in atlanta and what might have went on between screaming the artist so i'm kind of just transitioning more so into you know what i'm saying like that's really what that's really what it's about like transitioning in the media is really what it's about like it's uh yeah that's really what it is yeah so it's, it's fun man i go every day i heart i heart has been a blessing they've allowed me to have a play and um you know we have a lot of fun that's another thing like i don't ever wanted to be stale or feel like a job i wanted to be fun and then you know it's a it's a platform to uh play new music to um to talk to legends to talk to new art for the listeners to call in and get stuff off their chest and debate about it. that's really what the hood rich radio brand is all about like just really connecting with the people i always say it's really the people show they direct it they produce it they they control what happens on it you know what I'm saying like i don't let let my thoughts emotions dictate my radio show too much i want it to be about the listeners Facts. Uh, so I read that you have a, a segment on your show called Flex on Your Ex. Yep, 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 yep. Flex What's on Your Ex is real fun, man. And it's like anybody can call up and just talk about their ex and just vent about them. You know what I'm saying? And it's amazing. Like people call up and I'm like, yo, just get off your chest. You can be anonymous. It doesn't matter. Like just get it off your chest. Another segment that we just started about a month ago that's doing really well is uh, DMs exposed or direct messages exposed. So a lot of women get to actually come up to the station and show us their DMs. And it's the craziness you see in there. Like you have men and they're offering them all types of tell them they want to eat their booty hole and all this other crazy shit. Like, Damn. <laughs> it's just crazy. So we're like exposing the culture of DMs and it's funny. And then like, like we haven't even got. I, I kind of, I'll be honest, like, I kind of let a few people live because there's also some rappers out there sliding in the deep, you know what I'm saying, crazy shit. And I was like, you know what, we're not going to we're not gonna air the rappers out yet, especially if I'm cool with them, but eventually 
Hopefully, we're gonna have to air them out too, and then expose every. We're gonna expose everybody's DMs. Like that's our goal. Like wow. by the end of it, you're gonna you're gonna think twice before you send before you press send on those DMs <laughs> and be and be like you know conflicting with who you really are. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, DMs expose is a real big hit and flexing your ex. Those are two two platforms listeners can just call in and wild out. And it's really funny too. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, that's I, I can only what, imagine. That's that's great. Go ahead, John. No, I was going to ask, what's the wildest thing you heard on Facebook on your ex? I think Flex on your ex was. I think I think there was one very memorable call where a, a guy a guy called up and was like, uh, his uh his girl. Girl slut with his daddy or some shit like it was just so obscure it was really obscure but it was like yeah man I had to cut off slut with my daddy I was like uh <laughs> yeah, that's... you know you gotta know how, know how to really respond to yeah sorry to hear that dog like <laughs> hope your life can get better right <laughs> man it's kind of crazy when your pops just smash your chick dog like that's just kind of sick actually but uh I think that's one extreme time and of course we always get like and I hate to say always, but it happens. We always get people calling this and they had to cut their ex off because they were sleeping with their best friend, um, you know, that type of stuff. And uh, we would have some people that say, yo, as soon as I went to jail, like, my girl just dumped me. Like, didn't wait for me, didn't see what was going to happen, anything like that. Like, she just dumped me. So now I'm out of jail. I'm doing better and fuck her. Those are a few different situations of just ratchetness and randomness. Yeah, damn, that's wild. The whole sleeping with the dad thing, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. We're <laughs> wild. Some crazy stuff. We hear some real crazy stuff. Real crazy stuff. Yeah. All right. So we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the the biggest thing happening in hip hip hop right now, and that's Cardi B's album dropping. Like, a the the fact that Cardi B got to this point, the fact that she went gold the same day of release, all of this. What, what, I could already tell by your tone, man. What 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 are your thoughts on this whole thing? I will say this on one end. I think it's a testament to heart. You know what I'm saying? And no one can take away from her how genuine she is and, um, you know, how hard she works and how hard she goes and how passionate she is even when she just speaks. And I think that, and I tell artists this all the time, like, you could be dope. You could be the best lyricist. You could be this. But if you are if you don't have that fire and that intensity, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if you rap, produce, DJ, if you're a journalist. Like, if you don't have that fire, and that intensity, you're either not going to make it or you're going to be stagnant. So I think in Cardi's situation, when you see this album, you see these records, one thing you have to give her is she goes hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, she Absolutely. goes hard. And when people hate her, when people hate her, she takes it and she's like, yo, like, she claps back and she fights it. She goes hard. And I think I think this whole release is a test. I think it's a testament, you know, it, it's it's time for something new, like, not to knock, not to knock a Nikki or whoever else it's clearly like it's not like it's not like the whole male rallying behind Cardi B like okay we see it we hear it we might hear a record in the club cool but it's not like men are like Cardi I'm not saying they're not Cardi B fans but it's not not like the men rally behind it it's women rallying behind it so that just means that the women were ready for something and someone new period you understand what I'm saying I think that that's all a testament to that you know when you see the album doing that 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 expeditiously even though i heard there was some loopholes as um i think her her prior couple of records added to the streams or something like that and they were saying it's kind of like some loopholes with the streaming but regardless anyway for her to have a successful album to come from reality tv and instagram and you know once being an exotic dancer and all that to have a 
a gold album. It's just a testament to faith and hard work, and you got to salute on that. Now, I will say, in debate with you, just to show the power of uh, certain brands, I think that it was the biggest news in hip-hop for about almost 24 hours. Then it just kind of got covered up by Drake's new song. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you can't, you can't like, ignore oh, that at all. Cardi B's number one. Oh, well, Drake dropped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, I saw debates this morning about if he did it on purpose, if he didn't. Hey, guess what, man? It don't matter if you're black, white, female, male. This is a competitive sport and everybody out for the crown. So I think Drake is kind of making it clear, like, this is my crown. You know what I'm saying? And we probably don't have an album come not too far behind it. So it's fun, man. I think right now music is fun. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Yeah. Listening to Rich the Kids album, listening to Troubles album, checked out the Weekends joint. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fun. It's fun that a lot of music is coming out, and every Thursday or Friday, music is coming out, and you can digest it and listen, form your own opinion, and and see if this person had more streams than this person, and all that type of stuff. Like it's fun, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just real- right. Every, everybody's gearing up for the summer. That's what that is for sure. Everybody trying to get that summer record. Yeah. So they can tour. Absolutely, yeah. you're right about that. A thousand percent. Yeah. How, how many? How many? How many singles you see coming off this Cardi album? Because me, me hearing the album, listening through, I see no less than about four or five singles coming out throughout the summer off this album. Yeah. The joint with Chance was one that stuck out. Um, the joint with Chance is one that stuck out. Maybe even the joint with the Migos. Like she, she's in, she's in a good space as, as far as uh, the record she putting out and having radio singles for sure. And the Bickin Head joint, I think. Think that that's gonna be all through the hoods, like the chicken head remake. Like I think yeah. that's gonna be yeah. all through the hoods and, and the clubs and stuff like that. So, man, she had it. Like I said, like it's a very, it's a very successful run. And I think that what people should do, people who are like kind of like critiquing her and um, you know trying to accuse her of having ghostwriters and all these other messages. Like, look, man, if you can't respect the fact that she pretty much came from nothing and created something, then it is what it is. Because everybody out here getting help. Like, if she is getting help, everybody body out here getting help i'm gonna tell you firsthand 99 percent of your favorite artists are getting some type of help so you know all i know we salute i'm glad she had her glad she had a moment what'd you say all i'm saying is cardi's probably gonna have the hardest intro of the summer that intro was hard yeah you and when we when we when we let the smoke clear at the end of the year you know we gotta have a conversation about like yeah to think just a couple months ago it might not be like a classic album per se but it's got some bangers the freaking uh black panther soundtrack from kendrick yeah it's a solid discussion nipsey's album is still album of the year to me as of right now to me you know what i'm saying nipsey hustle had a hard album now you got cardi that dropped for the younger kids you still outside of rich the kid i mean we should we forget the Migos dropped the album that had four hits, not if not five. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying, man, like, it's really fun. And I like the barbershop debate. When we finally get to the end of the year and the smoke clears, like, for the past few years, we've we've all known, like, what's the best album, per se. Like, most people would say, okay, it was Kendrick this year. It was uh, Future this year. It was this year. It was kind of black and white. The year's not even a lot of crazy albums have dropped. We still got a Drake album coming. We probably still got another future album coming. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fun, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of fun. Like, and I, I, I just like it. And I think it's dope because the artists are comfortable putting their music out. This is the platform we provided the mixtapes. Shouts out to like you know uh, the homie drama. Like we we Absolutely. we we provided that platform. 
platform for artists to put music out because the label is you to put an album out every two years. But the thing is, it had changed. Like, the musical ears had changed where people were like, yo, we're writing albums two, three months, if that, and we're ready for something. That's what it is. So now it's fun because you got these streaming services and um, it hasn't hasn't eliminated DJ Scream. Like, instead of uh, doing mixtapes, the blessing is I can go to radio now. You know what I'm saying? It's still kind of play another position because, you know, mixtapes in the streets, hand-to-hand CDs have kind of died down. But now it's like, yo, I can go go on radio and still support this this stuff. So I think that's the biggest thing to look at. Like, for sure, Cardi is having a moment right now, but there's going to be so many more moments this year. Like, we still got a, we still got a whole new artist that's probably going to pop. It happens every year. Where did Lil Uzi come from? Nobody saw that. Nobody knew it was coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just came. So we're still gonna have more moments this year, and I think it's just fun, bro. Like I think it's just fun, just to just to the people are excited about release dates. People are excited every Thursday at midnight. You know what I'm saying? And the people right. are posting people's pride, telling what they like and what they don't like. And Apple allows who has the most streams on this record and this record. Like yo, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this shit is supposed to be about. It's supposed to just really be fun. From there, you know, we got social media where everybody can just debate it out and just rip each other's head off about what they like and don't like that's the fun part of it absolutely so as we get ready to wrap we i gotta ask you this um if you had to pick any one artist to deliver a hot 16 your life depended on them delivering a hot 16 who you picking oh man just strictly a 16 bar verse not melody not hook nothing like there's there's no there's there's nobody right now there's i don't I don't, I don't think there's nobody with a crazier 16 than Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I say that from the space of I'm, I'm a Kendrick fan, um, but I'm not like diehard day one Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Like, there were people that were Kendrick fans. And there's there, I have rappers that I might listen to more than Kendrick. But when I do listen to Kendrick, I was like, yo, he's got he's got these, yo, he's got these bars like, I don't know. And he, think about what he did with the Rich the Kid record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was so unforeseen. It's like, when I first saw it, I was like, Rich the Kid and Kendrick. But then when you hear it, Rich the Kid, he gave his own wave, crazy production. And Kendrick still came in and kind of found a medium between Conscious Kendrick and Ratchet Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he came kills it. So, yeah. So bar, bar for bar, 16 bars right now, as of today, I definitely got to salute, homie. I don't think nobody got a, 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 meaner, a meaner 16 on wax right now than Kendrick. You did. Feel that. That's, re- that's respectable. All right. Well, DJ Scream, want to thank you for coming on the Breaks Radio, man. Tell all the people where they can find you, man, and where they can to listen and what they can expect to you expect from you this coming up year. Absolutely, man. You know, I'm DJ Scream on all social media networks, uh, Instagram and Twitter, namely. And uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Just tune in to Hood Rich Radio. You can go to hoodrichradio.com. Um, obviously, it still airs on Sirius XM, Saturday Night's Hip Hop Nation, 10 p.m. Eastern. That still airs and you know, Monday through Friday on our heart radio right here in Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. So you can tune in to Hood Rich Radio and uh, just interact, get involved, and hear your favorite artists and interviews from them. And, you know, hits, exclusives, and all that. Call it the number one show in the streets for the reason. Definitely salute all the listeners for the support. And 2018, man, just look for the entire Hood Rich movement. You know what I mean? Like, we definitely have a lot of artists, a lot of producers, a lot of music that's uh that's, that has dropped, that's about to drop. So just look for the Hood Rich brand and just understand what's, when, the, when the Hood Rich brand is attached to it. It's like Polo or Gucci or Louis, man. 
And when you see that brand, just know it's some quality coming, some some good, some great. Absolutely. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So coming off this Cardi B conversation, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna this is how we're gonna end the podcast. Your boy inherited some Twitter beef apparently today, man. Um, first of all, everyone who's seen this beef has all responded to me that they didn't even know Cat Stacks was still alive, but somehow, some kind of way, I got into Twitter beef with Cat Stacks people. Um I don't even know what to say. I don't even remember how it happened. All I know is I responded to a tweet. The next thing I know, Cat Stacks is coming at me, and I just blacked out. Like, I ethered the shit out of her. Um, you fellas seen it. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn. What did you guys think about <laughs> think about the, the Twitter beef with me and Cat Stacks today? For one, like, when, when, I, when I saw it, I was like, Cat Stacks, I haven't seen that name in so long. Man. I was like, she's still around? She's still, what is she doing? Sucking And dick. then... clearly it ain't working because like black china and all you know the majority of the rest of them that came and stole that stuff stole that swag from right up under stole that that rub from right up under her feet right was she was she supposed to be a rapper or something like i know she did start rapping like she she got she got deported well she was locked up for two years then got deported then came back and started rapping deported where's she from venezuela i think (laughs) yeah something like that Listen, you you said something to her about like four hundred one ks or something. Like so, oh, I, know, I said there's I no, I said there's no four hundred one k for home. And then I said she, and then I said she was she was gonna catch carpal tunnel carpal carpal tunnel of the neck. Like, <laughs> anybody can get these bars, man. Anybody can get these bars. I'm just saying. Uh, ain't no four hundred one k in hoeing. Listen, that took. Me. Listen, yeah, that 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 was like the punchline, like severe. Get her the fuck out of here. <laughs> not expecting this. Take her ass back to Venezuela right now. <laughs> and people defend like I. Oh, old boy who came to her defense. I had to eat to him too. Like, come on, man. I, I just I just tried to keep quiet on that. I just hate that. Like, you know, you don't want to like. People like that deserve to be ethered. But when you come at them, you're misogynistic or something like that. No, they deserve every piece of slander I'm about to give them. So, like, how how did it start? Like, did you say something to her or did you say something to somebody else and she commented? Like, how did so, it start? I did not even realize the tweet was from her. Somebody, I guess, either retweeted it or whatever as saying that Cardi B has no talent. So I, I, I made, I'm made, I responded with, Something about her having talent. Oh no, I, don't, I can't remember my exact response initially. I know I said something about her having talent, and she quoted my my tweet and said, "I I said, oh man, I don't remember exactly how it happened." Fuck. It was, but it 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 went left. It went left <laughs> real quick. It went left real quick. I bet you she won't tweet you no more. <laughs> you see, she hasn't. I'm just... Man, that that was wild. That was wild. It was. It's like I got all day. <laughs> right, I'm I like, are you? I was like, are you at work? Like, cause you was like, you was really going in. <clears throat> you was like, it's a slow day. Well, clearly because <laughs> you have not let up on on this on this young lady or old lady. I don't know. Oh man, uh, currently right now, you'll be excited to know this on the uh, Cardi B uh, <laughs> poll. Sixty two percent say no, they're not excited for the album. Thank oh, you. Oh damn. Well, well wow. how many people voted though? Does it say how many people voted? Like Eight. three, okay. Eight. But I don't okay. know if it's a, is it excited or anticipated because those are two different words. 
I think it's the same. I, I think in this context, wouldn't they mean the same thing? Because if you're excited for it, you're anticipating it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make you know. I just you know just wanted to make sense of it. Well, now we that how, how long did you set the uh, poll for? Because it three could be switch tomorrow. I I set it for three <laughs> days. So. <laughs> <laughs> We can't get mad if the people speak on it, though. Like, <laughs> what I'm saying, like, we don't shall get me see. wrong. I am 100% going to listen. Like, <laughs> I'm going to listen, but I'm not. Ex- like, I'm not going to listen as soon as the shit come out. Like, I might wait till Saturday or some shit. Like, I'm not. But do you think it's like an industry thing? Because you know how when certain people ascend to a certain level, like, like when Kevin Hart has a movie, all his fucking industry friends repost Jumanji posters or some shit. You think it's like the same thing? <sighs> She probably had like what what label is she, is she on? Uh, she's on Atlant- Atlantic, I think. Yeah, Atlantic. Like I'm, I'm sure she has a huge marketing budget. Like I'm sure yeah. they're they're gonna pay whatever they need to pay for people to make sure they talk about the album. So a lot of people are gonna be talking about it on Friday. Yeah, but yeah. We'll see who's actually listening. Start quoting bars or something because <clears throat> yep. you know that's coming. The, the the black the black audience gets it Friday. We're gonna have our consensus on it Friday. After she does Saturday Night Live, the white people are gonna be checking for it. So we'll 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 know how it all shakes down by Monday. A bunch Pretty of Instagram much. captions coming. You know yeah. you know how it work. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> all right, fellas, that's it. That's the show this week. Everybody, we want to thank you for listening to the breaks. Johnny Ralph, yeah. tell the people where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Twitter. J O N two underscores and the letter B. Holla at me. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, the mind of Ralph. All right, you can follow your boy at CEO Hayes. Send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksmedia at gmail.com. We'll be looking out for you. Episode two in the books, fellas. We out. Breaks radio. <laughs>